The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. tell you what, who deserves a shot, the United States Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler great wrestler but thank goodness sakes at 50 pounds who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy this guy's a serious professional well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis let's get through psychosis psychosis whatever, whatever he's a great wrestler you know hello and welcome to episode 188 of the WrestleCast I'm your host and I'm joined by our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Jimmy. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. How are you? I'm doing well. It's electric in the city. Listen, they can keep that right on over there. It's 20 minutes away from me. They're down by one point, so yep. they got time. You said they got one period, right? That's yes, yes. We're, the in the, we're in the final period here. Game five yeah. of the Stanley Cup playoffs, so... Maybe the it, Capitals can lift the DC curse. Listen, if I digress for a moment, there are two things at play, which is why I want them to win tonight. I want them to win tonight because, well, it's like three things. I want them to win tonight because I want it to be over tonight. I want them to win tonight because we deserve nice things. I want them to win tonight because they're not in town. And that means they're going to be less crazy than if they were in town. And also, I want them to win tonight because I don't want them to be like the Golden State Warriors that one year when they came out of nowhere, and then just embarrass this. Because DC is very unlucky. You know what I mean? Shh, and so, like, it into existence. Stop. But we're very unlucky. You see who's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> we don't have good luck. So I just, I, I just want this in and out. Good and done. Alright. Before the tides can turn, we can all be sad. Great. We're joined tonight by our Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? Uh, well, I'll tell you where it's not electric. That was here earlier. <laughs> when uh, the storm, okay, they promised thunderstorms. We didn't get thunderstorms. We got like a really bad windstorm. And yeah, the power was out for a good two hours. The struggle was real when I was at 20%. It was bad. Oh, man. That's why you always got to keep your power bank handy, man. On hand. Right. Well, you know, even Mr. Gates can afford those. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You and your good friend, Bill Gates. Thanks to uh, Fox and the good folks at the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway for the one I got for free. I appreciate y'all. The power mm-hmm. bank? Yes. Also, you can, you know, you can get a power bank on You can, you can get one com. from Amazon. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, beat you, I, I beat you there, yeah. Finish it. I mean, all you got to do is go to cspn.us, keep our podcast free, hit the link to Amazon, go on there, put in power bank, because that's what I did. Before I went to Roots Picnic last week, I bought me a nice little power cord, picked it up from an Amazon locker. It was quite nice. You don't even have to put in the code. It's just... I bought pictures from that event. Oh. It was pretty, 
Now, it was it was really wonderful until we were caught in a torrential downpour. Because I wasn't on my Twitters. I had no ideas you was at the Roots Picnic. Ugh. Yeah, man. Jealousy Wait, why? Meter. Were you there? No, Jealousy Meter just went up a ton because they're my favorite group and I've never seen them live and I've always it makes you feel just better. The only them. person I saw was Black Dot because they got rained out. We missed <laughs> two chains. He was only on stage for like okay, so, 17 uh, seconds, okay. maybe. I wasn't, uh, uh, again. I said the roots are my favorite. So just seeing Black Thought would have made my whole day, afternoon. Oh, yeah, weekend. I saw Black Thought. Black Thought oh. was the one I saw really well because yeah. I was right in front of a monitor. Nice. So I got about 10, 15 minutes of like him. Mm-hmm. The main attraction. Nice. Yeah. Good times. So who else did I see? T.I. DJ Drama. You and T.I. You know, were probably you know, like, gonna I love be in that. You know T.I. is going to be in that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It, yes, because he was in the other Ant-Man. Was he yeah. really yeah, yep. yeah. He was actually good. I mean, he, he didn't stand out as being like, "Oh, what are you doing in a Marvel movie?" He's like, "Hi, I'm yeah, I'm in this movie. Is that one of those?" Nah, it's, it's just like he, he put he played a man of ill repute, which is kind of what he is. So it worked out. I was like, "Oh, okay, so not much acting there." Mm-mm. He did good. And we're also joined by our Russell cast. Broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, bud? I'm just here, powered by my hatred of the Warriors and Chick Fil A. So let's get it going. Uh, Chick Fil A. Oh, you got, got hate for Chick Fil A, or you just running on Chick Fil A? I'm running on Chick Fil A okay. and the okay. hatred of the Warriors right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you hate the Warriors? Yes. Oh, how fun for you! I know, right? <laughs> Don't worry, you might uh, be a fan of Houston next year, so things may be different for you. Uh, I won't go that far. I won't even be a fan of anything in Houston. <laughs> Not even this episode of Raw. Ah, I see how you tie that in. This episode of the WrestleCast is being brought to you by CSPN.us, where you can, of course, go to Amazon.com, get you a power bank. We can also be found, as far as the podcast, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. So I've got some news. The jury rules in the favor of CM Punk and Colt Cabana in the defamation lawsuit filed by WWE doctor Chris Amen. So back in 2014, after CM Punk left WWE, of course, he wanted to vent, get his side of his the story out, let his frustrations be known. Where else were better to do that than your best friend's podcast? So, 3.2 million downloads later, CM Punk told his story, and in the story, he basically said that, you know, the doctor checked him and said he was fine, and he wasn't, and this little irritation on his skin turned into staph infection. And because, you know, wrestlers, they exaggerate, and they you know, make things bigger than they really are. He said that eh, it was about the size of a baseball when it was finally taken care of when in actuality, it might've been a little bit smaller than a golf ball. But anyway, the doctor sued because of course, you know, CM Punk had discouraging things to say, disparaging things to say about him. And so, you know, the doctor was in WWE took him to court. And held him up in court for three and a half years. And this week, on Tuesday, basically they got their 
They, 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 they got cleared. The doctor was basically suing a dollar for every download, every listen, basically. <laughs> That's where they came up with the 3.2 million figure for the lawsuit. So, so do you know what the deciding factor was? Like what the judge determined or the jury determined was like, okay, yeah, no, you're full of crap. Uh, basically, uh, CM Punk took the stand for himself and told the story. Yeah, basically. And, you know, did what he does, but probably speaking with conviction. Basically, they listened to the whole uh, podcast in the courtroom and then, you know, the, you know, lawyers and went back and forth, basically trying to prove the point that, hey, you know, it wasn't anything worth hurting his character. What has he lost as far as a doctor, I guess, was their biggest claim. He's still employed by the company, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so good for Coke Cabana. The man wasn't even, he didn't even say nothing bad about the doctor. He just published the podcast. So that allows, uh, you know, all our co-hosts and various people to come on here and slander whoever they want. And we, so far, won't get sued for defamation. So fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. One time for free speech. Yeah. Um, EO Shirai from yeah, Stardom and Keith Lee are reportedly headed to NXT next month. To begin their indoctrination into the WWE system. So, how many people are happy that she got that Playboy off before uh, headed to the headed to the E? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are. Greg, put your hands down. <laughs> Greg, why are you holding your hands up? <laughs> Better than <an> alternative. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, Keith Lee. Everybody, you know, after our WrestleMania. Uh, it was reported that he had got signed, but he didn't really have a starting date. So now we have a starting date on Keith Lee. So um, good things for them. They'll probably wrestle a whole bunch of matches, you know, not on TV to get accustomed to the WWE style. And then maybe around, you guys think, uh, Survivor Series, good time to debut on? Because, I mean, look how long they had Donovan Dijak on sign, and they just debuted him last week. You know, I completely forgot he was signed. <laughs> yeah, he just debuted on TV last week. Wow. Yep. So, we'll see. But yeah, Io Shirai may be the best women's wrestler in the whole, whole, whole wide world. Like, even better than Asuka. Yeah, she's a sister that wrestles too, and she got, she's also really good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look out for those two newcomers coming to the WWE. So we're going to turn it over to our broadcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. Take it away. Yeah, yeah my God, I fired you. <laughs> All right, so Monday Night Raw from the backwards town. Uh, the goddamn drifter opens the show. And I- I'm really mad, Don, that you made it to you only because I have a few edits of my own here. <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead, man. Do some more Joe. Cut it in your own voice. The goddamn drifter opens the show and starts to just throw my Yo, you are such a hater. <laughs> Can't help himself. Don't be hating on Elias. He claims to be WWE's most valuable asset and says I agree. Yeah, I see title at w- fake news. Hashtag fake news. Says he's winning the IC uh-huh. title the money in the bank. Uh Rollins will learn that WWE WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Cut that out. Hey, do you want me to do this or do you want me to drop back and leave? <laughs> he brags about how he out Rollins last week and says he was more hurt than Rollins because he ruined 
one of his favorite guitars. We'll turn that painting into a new song. The director starts to sing about the man falling down out of the uh, Rollin uh, slides in and goes to the Grab the chair, it enters the ring, the circle. Rollin puts the guitar in the trooper's hand, and the two men in the hotel are in the back. Andrew and Ryan's feet on into the moon. The movie comes in, looks like a moon ring. Don't make the space, push out, make the space. Someone tries to mop the space on the curtain on the side, and makes the space straight up like two of yeah, Sam, you're muffling up on me, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Matt, you sound good right there, though. Okay, what part did y'all leave off at? Like, off? basically the part, basically that whole part when you were like, I can When leave. you were being evil to mm-hmm. Elias. Yeah, your hatred for Elias. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh. Yeah, all right, so I mean, we can shorten it. You said hateful things about Elias, and then well, I said that like Don's Comic Sans made it look like it says Ramon Reigns. <laughs> he uh, sent it to you in Comic Sans, yes. Comic Sans is the work of the devil, all right? So Roman fights him off and clears the ring. Kurt Angle arrives and makes a tag team match that starts when when do y'all think it starts right now? Right now, so Yay. the guy- Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Well, speaking of Jinder Mahal, I was at an Indian restaurant recently. It's called the Maharaja. And I've determined that this is the second place that they they, that they may call the Maharaja. There was a previous Maharaja. You know what that makes this one? What? Modern day Maharaja. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> He'll be here all week first. All week. Tip, your waitress, <laughs> Tip your waitress, please. Anyway, uh, versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Elias rolls up. I'm sorry, the Drifter rolls up Rollins for for two. Rollins hits an enziguri and hits a suicide dive on Mahal, the largely eight barricade. Singh gets a chair, poor guy. Uh, Rollins takes it and chases Singh away, but as Rollins enters the ring, the Drifter hits a knee onto the chair, hits the Drift away, and picks up the W. Uh, Kurt Hawkins is here, sitting at 199 losses, and has tons of tacos with him at ringside. He promises when he wins tonight, everyone gets a free taco. Uh, and his opponent is none other than James Harden. This is not hilarious. Ironic. I mean, it's mildly clever, I yes. guess. It's ironic. Didn't they do the same thing with, like, Barack Obama or something? Like, Barack Obama versus, like, Hillary or something? Don't recall, sir. Something like this at one point. So anyway, James Harden is out and adds his opponent. So uh, Hawkins works over Harden. Hawkins hits a big slam and then misses a charge. Harden fires up, but Hawkins kills him with a leery. Warren Corbin arrives to run things as usual. Baron gives the jobber the end of days, the DQ. Corbin beats down Hawkins and spills all of his tacos on Hawkins. But of course, fear not, friends. Nothing of value was lost since these are Houston tacos. Uh, that is Samuel Kalunga and all your disparaging tamarks, remarks to him. Everybody Samuel in Houston. At Samuel at SamuelKalunga.com. That is my email address. I will fight you. Oh, shit. Joel Osteen is going to pray for you, man. <laughs> Listen, Sam, ICE is out here. You can't really be doing these kind of things. 
What are you saying, Sism? I'm just saying. Make sure you keep your papers on you. People are ruthless out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pretend it's a text. What is that? Why? He, every time, every time they, they put the camera on him, he's doing that. Well, he's on Twitter or texting. As our, as our friend Jay to the Max brought up last week on the Ladies Night WrestleCast, shout out to the ladies. Um, he at least can have his phone lit up so it at least appears like he's doing something. See, see, Didi, this is just like Daniel Bryan with his in the dark. Oh yeah. See, Kurt Angle is uh, texting, texting. What's her name? Asking when he can see the kids. Oh, Karen. Her name's Karen. Karen Jangle. She's turn and angle. Anyway, uh, boring Corbin arrives and complains about not getting opportunities. Corbin went to see Stephanie, and she appointed Car- Corbin the new constable of Raw to serve as her checks and balances to Kurt's dumb decisions. So, Naya, oh god, this was so stupid. Naya Jax versus Natalia. Uh, Ronda Rousey's on commentary. Being awful. Her constipated faces. Being shit. Fantastic on the mic. And Natalia awkwardly tweaks her knee and Nia Jax hits a symbol and drops for the win. Ronda arrives to check in Natalia and Rousey gets in Jax's face. It was so funny because Nia was just like doing this whole fake concern. Like either he was fake concern or she's just not a good actress. I think she's not oh. a good actress. But yeah, they were basically playing Natty, are you okay? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that was pretty, that was really, that was really dumb. Bobby Roode is interviewed backstage. He's excited about Money in the Bank and says when he wins, it will be glorious. Bam. He's asked about tonight's match with Strowman and puts over Strowman, noting that he'll have to use all of his tricks to survive. So Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Roode grabs a ladder and makes a bridge between the ring barricade. Strowman fires up and chases Roode. Roode slides under the ladder and Strowman smashes the ladder in half with his bare hands. Somebody on Twitter said that it was like he was throwing down the last spade. <laughs> uh, Rude begs off and runs. Strowman catches Rude and slams into the barricade. Back in, and Strowman hits the power slam for the win. Uh, let's see. If you're on Twitter <laughs> on Monday night, use the hashtag Rawcast to share your commentary with color. Yeah. Some really, some really funny stuff happening. On like when I started the hashtag Nettie, are you okay? And I also said. I've seen better acting in the Marine Five. <laughs> it's true. Was somebody mm-hmm. like mad at you? Like, how dare you? <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. I did applaud Kevin Owens for watching TV the way normal human beings are supposed to. That's an upgrade. They've been listening to you. Uh, Kevin Owens is interviewed and says that Braun is big, Rude has a robe, and the sky is blue. He doesn't care about anyone else in Money in the Bank. Everyone loves Balor and wants to be in his club. And he's like, well, what does too sweet mean anyway? He will win Money in the Bank, and tonight we'll show that Balor is nothing more than a myth. Natalia ices down her knee, and Rhonda is there to check on to, t- to tend to her. Naya arrives and apologizes to her. Rhonda gets confrontational and claims she's friends with Natalia. Natalia tells them to stop arguing and limps away on crutches. Naya and Rhonda awkwardly look on. How bad is this match going to be? Oh, very. It's going to be shenanigans. So, 
it'll get a, it'll it'll make up for it. The angle they'll cut will make up for how bad of a match it'll be. And I I remember when they were backstage, they were showing like Natty helping. Natty was like supposedly helping her with punches, and I was like, where was she when you were taking those L's? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Raw Tag Team Champions Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt arrive. Renee asked them about the Tag Team Battle Royal to crown new contenders. Wyatt said any team that faces them will be facing Woken Warriors, Fireflies, and Gods. Matt says they are unstoppable and have woken the WWE Universe. Matt asks if Renee considers herself woken, and she says yes. Matt says that's wonderful and claps for her. Wyatt says no matter who wins, they will suffer and then they will be deleted. Until Renee wears a Black Lives Matter shirt, I won't believe that she's woken. Right. <laughs> this is like got nothing to it, man. I'm like waiting for Bray Wyatt to do something, turn on him or something. I'm just waiting for him to turn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no like lose the titles or something. They're not doing anything cool with it. Like, you know, so they did so their like one the, little, you know, compound match and that's it. In order to turn, will he need to go back into the lake of reincarnation again? Maybe. I don't know how they'll get there, though. They'll have a big tight team match against, like, somebody. I don't know. All right, number one contenders, Tag Team Battle Royal, Axel and Dallas, Fandango and Breeze, Ziggler and McIntyre, Dash and Dawson, Apollo and Titus, Theater and Rhino, Connor and Victor are the participants. The Revival takes control, but Rhino eliminates them. It's down to Slater and Rhino versus the B-Team. Is that what they're calling them now? Yeah. Oh, it's great. They brawl, Axel cuts off Rhino and Slater, makes the comeback, but Slater ends up eliminating Rhino, and the B-Team wins. Uh, at right. SmackDown, there is a guy with his own hand-drawn B team shirt. <laughs> and Riley, it was cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only way you can pull it off through this if it's hand drawn. Like with like a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. So Lashley tells Sammy if he has anything to say, come to the ring and say it to his face. Boom. And uh Don, you wrote here, Lashley is dressed like he's headed to a really important it really does. I was trying to point <laughs> I was trying to point and you nailed it right on the head. It looks like he's on his way to a really important family barbecue. Sammy's music hits, but no Sammy. Sammy appears in the crowd and taunts Lashley. He refuses to come to the ring since Lashley tried to break his hand last week. Sammy says he's brilliant, and he's been scouting Lashley using Instagram. So he's been, he went deep into the he went deep into the 46 weeks or whatever, trying hard not to hit that like button. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know that struggle, don't you? Um... No, I, I'm really okay with you knowing about my thirst. I don't, I don't care. So it's the other way. Everybody's looking 46 weeks deep in the year. So. Maybe. So anyway, Sammy then says he logged into one of his burner slash anonymous Instagram accounts and DMs Lashley. Oh, and he's open the DMs. <laughs> and in the DMs. And Lashley sent him a link to the VAP Lashley fan club. Lashley says Sammy should face him in the ring, but Sammy calls Bobby a liar. It is his real name. Lashley's offended that Sammy's attacking his reputation. And Sammy says everything about him is a lie. Sammy then asks if Lashley was really in the army. Angry Lashley. I heard a lot of people were actually mad about that. But the crowd booed. The crowd booed. Uh, of course. They're in Houston. Yeah. And, and ugh, Sami Zayn, oh, good, good, good on you, buddy, for trying. But golly, uh, what's your quote, Didi Janae, about Bobby Lashley? He's never going to get over on personality. 
Where are, the, where are his eyebrows? Uh, with the rest of his personality, and with—I mean, it's happening with Baron Corbin's hairline. It's just out there <laughs> somewhere. So Ginger Mahal is interviewed backstage. He calls Reigns a jealous and bitter man and claims superiority. They have that superiority over Reigns. Mahal says the winds are changing in his favor. Renee interviews Reigns. Elsewhere in the arena, Reigns says that he's the man, and Mahal wants everything handed to him. They complain back and forth, and Reigns promises to go and find him. Reigns finds Ginger in the brawl. On the coolness scale, Braun breaking a ladder with his bare hands versus Roman searching down Ginger two corners away and beating his ass. Who wins? Braun. I say, yeah. Because I wasn't expecting that. I thought he was just going to push the ladder and like kind of catch Bobby in the neck. But the fact that he like Hulk smashed the damn ladder. Goals. Yeah, and that's the reason one guy is a fan favorite and the other guy gets cheered by all the girls and booed by all the guys. Alrighty, so here it's a lady's match. Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Ember Moon versus Ruby. <laughs> Did you call her that lady? What? Did you call her that lady? Which one? No, is that what you said? That no, lady. I said here's the ladies' match. Oh, the ladies' match. I thought you said that lady. I was like, that damn, that's me. No, uh, Ronda was already out there. Okay. Okay, so in Ember Moon versus Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. So Bliss tags out after faking an injury. So why was she in this match in the first place? Did I miss something? The the reason why she was in the match oh, was of the to have the, No, no, no. Was to make the ending happen. That's all. Oh, okay. So they didn't actually build they, this up anymore. They worked it backwards. They knew uh, that they were going to end the way they ended. So they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee giving us booking one oh one stuff. I hear you, girl. Well, know the girl. Know the girl. Yes. Over here, over here, Kevin Nashing. It. Uh, I've been learning things. You know, I've been around y'all. I respect you, Bookerland. <laughs> <laughs> so Bliss tags out after faking an injury, and she heads to the back. Liv Trump kicks Banks for two. Banks dumps Liv and hits Meteora on. Isn't that the name of a Lincoln Park album? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Is. I only know this. I had a roommate who was really into it. Who was really sure. Into it. It's, a very, it's a very good Lincoln Park album. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to play it all the time. He's going to like, he's trying to be crazy. Sam didn't like something. Hold the phone. Hey. What? You want your language again? <laughs> so anyway, she hits Meteora on Ruby and Logan. Bailey now arrives and gets the hot tag. Bailey, yeah, this, this was weird. Like, she wasn't even in the match. How. What? Continue, just continue. <laughs> oh, no, I watched it. It was stupid, but so Bailey runs wild, like 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 she's a warrior. Bailey runs wild, and the Bailey to Bailey finishes it. Uh, Baron Corbin is upset with Angle about his this development. He tells Angle to tell Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Ember Moon that the win doesn't count, or he'll tell Stephanie on him. Okay, so Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Ember Moon celebrate and mock this for faking an injury. Moon says Bailey saved them, and Banks makes nice with her. Moon tells him to hug it out, and Angle arrives and tells him that the win doesn't count, and awards the Riot Squad the match. Banks walks away, upset with Bailey. So here's, we, here's my you, thing: there's no team belt, so who cares if they lost? Right. What what is the consequence to this them losing? Team. Like they're not taking huge leaps here; they're just like taking like like child. 
baby steps or something. It's stupid and they need tab belts. So Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. Balor heads up top, but Owens crotches him. Owens now gets Finn in the tree of woe and lays the boots to him and then gets DQ'd for kicking too much. My favorite reason for anyone to be disqualified. Kicking too much ass. Uh, let's see here. Owens then hits the frog splash to lay out Balor. Owens brings in a ladder, climbs, and teases a frog splash off the ladder, but he gets scared, and that allows Balor to make the attack. And Finn climbs the ladder and hits the double stomp off the ladder. Oh, God. And then hits the double. It just makes me cringe every time he does that move, especially off the ladder. So Balor then climbs and grabs a briefcase. And that is your Monday Night Raw. Oh, this wasn't oh, good. This wasn't good at all. Three hours of shit you wish you hadn't watched. <laughs> Yeah, this wasn't that good. It had like four moments that were pretty good. Other than that, ugh. I couldn't even finish it. It was just like, well, I never can, but this especially, I was just like, my God. So, I mean, let's talk about it right quick before we get into SmackDown. Uh, Main roster has really gone to shit since they came back from Saudi Arabia. (laughs) I mean, backlash was terrible. Most of these draws and some of these smackdowns haven't really been that good. What's going on? Is it just a like malaise in between WrestleMania to SummerSlam, or is it just on this? Well, usually the postmania malaise or whatever uh, the the lethargicness it kind of goes. It should be gone by now because around April May that's when they kind of like just go through the motions. But, uh, yeah, by, by now, they, sh- they should have picked up already. Yeah, maybe it's just like a spring this year, slow to get here. Right. So, yeah, just been, you know, NXT has just been more consistent and been a lot better here in the past few months. And it's been like, <laughs> man, thank goodness I watched this show. So I have something positive to talk about when it comes to wrestling. Craig, what are your thoughts? <sighs> Me. I I don't know. Maybe maybe they are coasting because you know that big you know billion dollar check is about to to clear <laughs> the next couple of months. So it's like ah, uh, screw it. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. I hope not, man. If that's the case, then like somebody needs to come on the horizon and 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 offer some some type of competition. To, to at least, you know, make them do something a little bit different, if that's the case. I don't want them to just just coast along just because, oh, you know, we got all this money now. We don't have to worry about selling no merch or, or you know, making anybody a big name or anything because we got a billion dollars. Like, okay, like we were talking about this earlier, like on the pre-show. Uh, and, um, well, we were mentioning how, like, WF was, like, you know, in that war with WCW. Uh, once they knew WCW wasn't going to come back from anything, maybe late 99 or so, that show turned up garbage. And like WrestleMania 2000, garbage. Oh, yeah. Only because they knew WCW was pretty much done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were just coasting until, until they could, uh, until they could uh, make that acquisition. Mm. Yeah, so I hope that doesn't repeat itself, but we'll see. Only time will tell. So. Hi. Uh, how many uh, sour patches before you go? <laughs> All right. All right, folks. I will see y'all next week. And uh, y'all behave, especially you, Didi. 
Okay, fine. As long as I'm not here to witness. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, Miss Didi Jonet, we're going to turn it over to you for our SmackDown Matters report. Oh, sure. Okay. They're in Corpus Christi, Texas. Carmella arrives and plans to unmask Asuka. Asuka doesn't wear a mask, so they don't mean it in the lucha way. They mean it in the way that we don't know who she really is. So they run a video package of the Asuka we know. Carmella then says, Asuka used to be incredible and unveils the real Asuka, which in, of course features Asuka losing at WrestleMania and losing in a tag match on SmackDown. Carmella says Asuka's confidence was shattered at Mania and she doesn't fear Asuka because she's money. Asuka was undefeated, but now everyone is ready for Asuka. Asuka arrives, but before anything can happen, um, Mandy Rose of the softcore porn entrance and Sonya Deville of the maybe Nazi girlfriend arrive. Mandy runs down Asuka and says she was a second away from beating Asuka and wants her again tonight. Deville then says that she wants Asuka. Carmella tries to stir the pot and says she should face them both. Paige arrives and she says no one speaks for her and she makes the matches. And then Paige gives Asuka the choice of opponent and Asuka, bad bitch extraordinaire, says both. So we have Asuka versus Mandy and Sonya. And it starts now. Asuka and Sonya both hit kicks and that leads to a double down. They make it to their feet and Asuka hits a knee strike, but DeVille hits a spear for two. DeVille lays in knee strikes and Asuka counters into the Asuka lock and DeVille taps. Post-match, Carmella enters the ring and attacks Asuka with the belt shot and a super kick. Uh, Didi, mm-hmm. we have an update. Mm-hmm. The Capitals have won the Stanley Cup four to three over yeah. the Golden Knights. So congratulations yeah. to the city. Fuck it up, BC. And when I say it, I mean the area not where I live. <laughs> <laughs> turn up. Oh, I know them white people are excited. Oh yeah, you need to turn on the news. I'm sure it's going to be crazy all night long oh i know they are super hype i'm actually happy it's gonna be happy they stayed open tonight listen they got to make all no they already got the money they already got it some company paid to keep it openly so all those people i don't even know why they needed that like do you see all the way that these people are obsessed like they all came down to stand at capital at what's it called capital one arena capital one arena yeah it's been it's been since <laughs> 1991 since DC's we won anything. We don't win. We like the bad news bears out this bitch. Oh my god, I'm so happy for them. But again, not where I live. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Um, then backstage. New hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before, okay. sorry, I broke in. But the one thing I, I did want to say. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Carmella Bye. was awful on commentary. <laughs> yeah. But when she jumped up on that damn desk and did that moonwalk, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit now. All of the I was like, yeah, I can get with that. Yeah, she has flashes of brilliance, that one. Like, she's she's getting there. Okay, so, New Day, meet with Miz and apologize for being jerks. They are taking money in the bank very seriously because Miz gave them a reality check. They want Miz to draw a name out of a hat to choose who will compete in Money in the Bank. Miz gets blindfolded and they switch the hat to a hat filled with pancake batter. <laughs> Miz is not amused. I am, though. <laughs> um, 
I know. Did you see this? Did you watch it? Mm, I had it on, but I actually didn't see that. Oh, well, okay. I can't even ask you about it then. What? Big Maybe e, I saw it. Big E and his, his O face. No, I didn't see that part. I heard you talk about it on the Twitters. I didn't see that part. I don't know what I... Oh, I know what I was doing. I was making pizza. Yeah, that's what I was doing. It's a valid distraction, I think. Anyway. Oh, distraction. Been oh. waiting all show for that. Personal distractions count, too. Okay, so... Harper versus Carl Anderson. Luke Harper attacks at the bell and starts the ass kicking right away. Harper follows with big rights and chops and then breaks at the eyes. The boss man slam follows. Anderson starts to fight back and gets a roll up for the flash pin. Oh, they won. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. And that's the last time they're going to win. <laughs> but they win. So backstage, Naomi and Jimmy in matching shirts cut a promo on tonight's match with Lana and Aiden English. Now, if you notice, Jimmy's shirt is not the regular day one-ish shirt. It's like Texas something, something, something day one-ish. So it's like, what's it called? Personalized for the city. Yeah. Almost like when they did, um, what's it called? Suplex City? Yep. And they, yeah. So kind of like. I hope that catches on. It'd be nice. Because it. Especially now that DC's a winner. I might, but I'm not DC <laughs> since day one. I'm like DC since like 2014. It's a little different. Anyway, Naomi and Jimmy versus Lana and Aiden. Jimmy Uso runs wild and hits the Samoan clam bake. Oh, for two, as Lana makes the save. Lana slaps Jimmy and Naomi takes Lana out. Aiden attacks and mocks Uso before Naomi wipes him out with a high cross. Uso hits the super kick to the throat of Aiden for the win. Naomi is a star. Okay. Oh, man, I'm glad Aiden English caught her though. She was on her way to Sasha Banks and herself. Yeah, she well, she had to grab him a little bit though. Yeah. She was she, she was out. overextended. She knew. Yeah. yeah. And uh what's this gonna do to Rusev Day and Lana Day? The kicking a man in the throat, the vocal cords. I mean, I guess he could still sing Lana is the best. Lana's number one. That's not quite catching on as Rusev Day did, but it's very catchy to me, though. I, I like them both. My vocals really can only stand the Lana song. I can't give you, you know, Rus- yeah, it's kind of beyond me. I went on a, I went on a um, little road trip to Roots Picnic last week, and while we were driving, I told my friend, I was like, I think the reason why I like Rihanna more than Beyonce is that her vocals don't challenge me as much. And that is what I feel with Rusev Day versus Lana's is the best, Lana's number one. Like, it's just easy. Sometimes you need your sing-alongs to be in a reachable key. They thought it through. I appreciate the thought. Says everything for inclusion. I'm saying all vocals matter. Thank you. Okay, so next is the AJ Styles versus Nakamura contract signing. Paige is overseeing the proceedings, which are taking place backstage, not in the ring like they normally would. AJ tells Nakamura that they have been at war forever, and AJ understands why. He says Nakamura can't beat him straight up. I don't know about all that. AJ says Nakamura can use all of his tricks, but AJ will walk out still WWE champion. Nakamura is amused by this. AJ signs the contract. Nakamura goes to sign and says his pen is out of ink because he is what? A troll. And asks AJ for 
his pen. He gets the pen. And then Nakamura claims it's broken. AJ's big mad. <laughs> Dean Malenko held him back? Yeah. I didn't know that was Dean Malenko. Call that a distraction, why don't you? <laughs> Dean Malenko had to hold him back. And then AJ slaps Nakamura, Nakamura and says he's sick of the games. And Nakamura is like making... Nakamura reminds me of them fighting games where there was this one guy who did like karate drunken style or some shit. And that's what Nakamura always reminds me of. Like some loose, drunk, like jelly face. Like the faces he pulls are very that to me. So he's making this little ouch face and then he like pulls his own pen out of nowhere and signs the contract. I just wanted everybody to know Nakamura reminds me of a drunken old man from a fighting game. Hey, uh, Greg, yeah. this reminded me of the Magnum TA uh, Nikita Koloff signing from back in the day. You ever seen that? O-N-W-A Crockett? That's that's a very good pull. Yeah, you got a point. They, yeah. just, they just didn't have quite as much physicality as they did that day, but that's exactly when it first started and they were backstage. I was like, oh, that's old school as fuck right here. I was like, what does it remind me of? I was like, oh, Magnum TA Nikita Koloff. It's like, yeah, this is pretty good. It's like you said, Didi, it's a different twist. It was, it was, you know, not in the ring, something new. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm tweeting you, actually. Hold, please. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> professionalism. Yes. Next is another women's match Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Charlotte heads up top and moonsaults, but she eats knees and Lynch rolls up Charlotte for two. Then Charlotte goes for the figure eight. She's at the figure four, but Becky manages to counter into a disarmor. And what? Charlotte, what? Taps. Becky's a winner. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this. Nobody was. Come through with a swear of WWE. Nobody thought Becky was gonna win. I know I walk less as happy. Shout out to the kid. Um, Dasha did not know that that was Daisy. Daisy Fuentes interviews Samoa Joe. He cuts her off and says he proved himself by putting Brian to sleep last week. He climbed the ladder, sent a message. He took what he wanted, and he felt every SmackDown star recoil when they realized that they saw the future. Then Renee interviews Big Cass. He talks about being tall, Daniel being little. He talks about being at Mania 30 and says he was behind Brian, who just won the title. He thought, seriously, this pathetic little man is champion? Ooh, I lost my place. Where did it go? Brian. Yes. Yes. Brian's win that night and at Backlash was an absolute fluke. Brian packs a big punch for a little man, but a good big man will always beat a good little man. Cash shows footage of Brian losing last week and his past match, and his post-match attack. Um, Cash almost feels bad for Brian, he says, but Brian asked to come back. Brian didn't know Cass would be back following him around. Daniel Bryan has never been in the ring with a man like Cass. Cass says he will dismantle Daniel Bryan at Money in the Bank and embarrass him. He'll rip off Brian's arms and beat him with them and snap his legs like twigs. 
Brian should take his ball and go home and be a family man. That's that's my line. And play and play a garden gnome on Total Bellas. That is so rude. Brian will realize that he's a pathetic little man and that he'll never survive in a big man's world. All of this is shit he really wanted to say to Enzo, but he didn't get the chance. <laughs> no. This was another um little touch of old school. There was up on like the platform, kind of like off to the side of the ramp, like old school, like me and Gene used to do back on like Superstars and Challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. They trying to, you know, work in. Somebody been watching the network, <laughs> seeing good little touches that they can add in. I don't mind it. Okay, so Daisy has another interview. This time she's interviewing Sincata about seeing Almas. Sincata says they used to be like brothers, and Vega interrupts and she's like, "Bitch, we don't know you." Really, what she said is, "She's the best thing to happen to seeing Almas, and that Sincara made him weep." Almas has requested a match with Sincara for next week, and then seeing Almas arise and kicks Sincara's ass. I don't like this Latin on Latin violence. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like ICE is going to be called at any minute. Like, oh, the ethnics are fighting. Going to call ICE. What if they called ICE on a fucking wrestler? Oh my god. What if you were just like, hey, why don't I ever see Kalisto anymore? <laughs> now, see, like, again, if this was Sin Cara from Catering, it wouldn't have went down like that. Done deal. Sin Cara <laughs> from Catering can whip everybody's ass at the same damn time. Okay. So next is New Day versus Rusev, Miz, and Samoa Joe. Kofi takes out Rusev with an awesome-looking trust ball, and Big E hits a suicide spear on Miz. Samoa Joe takes out Xavier with a coquina clutch, and Rusev takes out Kofi with a super kick. <laughs> Miz gets pancakes and throws them at Joe and Rusev by accident. That counts as a distraction. Rusev wipes Miz out with a kick, and they bail on Miz. And then New Day hits the midnight hour and puts Miz away. There was a distraction. You heard it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the greatness of this trust fall that Kofi Kingston did. Where he springboarded and it looked like he was going to go in the ring. Mm. But he just disappeared and he's like, where'd he go? And realized, oh, he took out the man on the outside of the ring. I've never seen anybody do that before. He didn't even say that for a pay-per-view. Right. Kofi's like, I got tricks. You can have some. Well, that's, I still that's, have more. That's probably because he's not going to be in the pay-per-view. So he said, I better go <laughs> yeah. ahead and get this off. Who exactly. you think going to be in there? Who you think going to be in there, Big E? Hashtag oh. WWE Big E for WWE champion. Mm. Yes. Do we have to play who you got? Ne- next week. Next week. Next week. Oh, Lord. Oh, but we I, got- already, I already know I'm not picking Braun. <laughs> okay. His ass too big to be going up that ladder. I don't believe it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe it. I'd be happy if I'm it's wrong. Possible. I don't believe it. I think he can. But just like he didn't win the Elimination Chamber and he should have. I think they're all going to like band together and get him out the paint. Because that's the only way you're going to survive the monster. I love him. Anyway, let's focus on... Oh, no! I am so sorry. That is actually the end of my show. Yes. I have digressed. I did not end in a particular way. Yes, yes, yes. The new day ended on top. And that is how your SmackDown ended for this week and next. 
we have the NXT review, which I heard has a little treat for me. Yes, unfortunately, whoever runs the YouTube account for WWE oh. was slacking because they did not put the opening segment on oh. the YouTube. So I could not send this to you. Oh. So I'm going to have to advise you just watch like the first like seven minutes of NXT if you got like some time in like the next hour or so before you go to bed. Yeah, I do. But anyway, Baszler has her championship back following the thievery by Nikki Cross last week. Shayna says that she's proved the harsh reality and last week when she decimated Dakota Kai that she's stronger, faster, and better. Last week, Nikki Cross got involved and if she ever does it again, it will be the last thing she does. Cross arrives and they both look ready to scrap. Baszler tells Nikki if she pulls a stunt like last week again, she'll make her pay because Shayna's the champion. Shayna calls Nikki whacked out and crazy. Baszler threatens to push Nikki to sleep. Nikki dares her to do it. Then Nikki jumps at Shayna and scares her. And then they begin to brawl. Nikki lays in the boots. Oh, she was doing the stone cold stomp of mud hole boots in the corner. But then uh, Baszler lays Nikki out with a sneaky right hand. After that, Nikki then sends, uh, then she sends Nikki to the floor, but Nikki battles back and hits a high cross off the top and then sends Baszler scurrying up the ramp and out of the arena. She had Santa Baszler's lip busted open. Nikki Cross whooped that ass. Yeah. Way up. I feel blessed. Yeah. Yeah. This was a Didi Jonet like, oh my gosh. You, when you see this, you're going to be breaking out in a whoop that trick. I promise. I'm going to stand for Nikki Cross. Yes, you are. Yay. <laughs> we had TM61 versus Jimmy and Johnny, Boots and Tights. Thorne cuts off Jimmy and Thorne hits a tr- Northern Lariat for the win. TM61 then cuts a post match promo, proclaiming that they are the best team in NXT. Then we get highlights of Lars Sullivan laying out Aleister Black from last week. We then see Lars killing these young boys at the NXT Performance Center. Man, <laughs> you talking about like there's this thing where like they say lay your shit in like when they're out wrestling in the crowd and shit, you know, mm-hmm. make, make it real like hit me. Mm-hmm. Man, Lars Sullivan was laying all of this shit into these dudes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like he gets this one dude right up in the camera and starts cross facing him. It's like, it was almost hard to watch. Like, ooh, make it stop. Man, he was just decimating these dudes. Um, we get Roderick Strong versus Danny Birch. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly arrive, but only Lorkin and Pete Dunn fight them off. Birch now locks on a crossface and strong fights. Cole distracts the ref and uh. Birch takes Cole out, allowing Roderick Strong to hit the end of heartache for the win. Pete Dunn then attacks Roderick Strong after the match, but the number game gets to him and that leads to Strong and O'Reilly laying Pete Dunn out. Mm. Cassius Ono is doing a photo shoot when EC3 arrives and interrupts. EC3 puts himself over, and Uno threatens to knock him out. Then they set up a match for next week. Mm. Alistair Black comments via video package, discussing last week's class with Lars Sullivan and their upcoming title match. Then we get one of the highlights of this show. We get a Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream (laughs) video package, Mm. where Ricochet says he wasn't handed anything and worked hard for his opportunity. Unlike the Velveteen Dream. Mm. 
Ricochet says, what's the hardest thing Dream's ever been through? He got re, he got eliminated from a reality TV show. And then they show Patrick Clark from Tough Enough. Highlights. Then they flash back to the dream and the dream goes, I don't have any memory of that. Because he's the fucking best. Not to my recollection, head ass. Yes, yes. This video package they don't they don't they don't even need to be on the show next week. This video package did it all for them. This thing is so good. If they had more of these on the main roster, they could get away with far less matches and giving away all the good shit on Raw. That's really not that good anymore because we see right. it too much. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway. Kari Sane versus Lacey Evans. Kari heads up top and hits a flying forearm for two, and the armbar follows. Lacey Evans fights and escapes as she stacks up Kari for a two count. Kari Sane hits the Alabama slam and heads up top. Kari hits the insane elbow, and Kari Sane gets the win. Yay! Oh man, Lacey Evans was healing it up. You know, um, her finishing move is called the women's right, which is basically her, you know, right hand, like a knockout punch oh i like that that's cute and so she had her uh right hand taped up and then on the tape it said kari on it and when the right before the match started she like took her hand and like put it up against her chin oh. <laughs> yeah pretty good stuff yeah i like that now it's time for hashtag hill life supreme tomasa champa gets a warm welcome from the nxt faithful and takes time to soak in their hate which makes him stronger Champa takes a seat on the turnbuckles and says the fans gave up on him long before he gave up on them. He says that he's disgusted by these fans. Champa says that he'll keep talking and they can shut up and listen or not. He doesn't care. Then he starts mocking their chance. Champa says to spare him their chance and runs down Gargano for always making it about him. Apparently, Johnny Wrestling wants to be Johnny Badass now. It's adorable, considering he almost crippled his wife. The best part is that this is all on Gargano. He brought Candace out to the ring, and then Johnny attacked him, and he just defended himself. The truth just hurts. Chompa says Johnny should have listened to his wife. It's all on Johnny. He tells Johnny, don't show up at TakeOver, because the fairy tale is coming to an end. Your wife is broken, you will be broken, and Chompa will win. Then Gargano <laughs> arrives and they brawl as security tries to separate them. Champa <laughs> bails. While security is like holding Gargano in the ring, Champa's on the outside doing that wave that he does. <laughs> <laughs> but then Gargano hits a dive and they brawl into the crowd as more security arrives. Gargano keeps attacking and they get back into the ring. Security then pulls Johnny Gargano away, allowing Champa to attack him. Champa stomps the shit out of him and puts Johnny in the Gargano escape as referees drag him off. Champa does the evil wave again to close the show. But wait! Gargano <laughs> escapes and the refs, he escapes the refs and he attacks again, repeatedly slamming Champa until the LED board busting him open. Gargano locks on the Gargano escape as the bloody Champa taps out. Oh, this was good. It was, it was like, it was like the takeover. It was like, oh, it's over. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and this time it was 
Johnny Gargano doing the ramming into the LED board, and all of a sudden it just busted uh, Tommaso Ciampa open. It was it was good stuff, man. Violence. Yes, mm. yes. So um, NXT, the best product WWE produces with the best storyline feud, whatever you want to call it, in all of wrestling, which is Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Next Saturday night, it's all going to come to a head. So Chicago Street wait. Fight. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. So before I turn it over to Miss Didi Jone for her shout outs and thank yous for oh. the New Japan crowd, there's a new cast of Strong Style that will be coming out. So you guys check that out. And please use the hashtag cast of Strong Style this Saturday when you guys check out Dominion, the main event, Kenny Omega versus Okada. Two out of three falls. No time limit for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be a classic, folks. You're going to be seeing it all over your timeline on Saturday morning. So if you got New Japan World, wake up around 5, set an alarm, watch the main event, see it live, don't have it spoiled for you. It's a possibility they might go 90 minutes. Mm, that is a long time. Yes, yes. It's... It's going to be a spectacle. So, again, Cast of Strong Style. Use the hashtag. Follow the Twitter account, Cast Strong Style, and uh, share your commentary on New Japan with color. So, at this time, Miss Didi Jone, I'll open it up to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Um, shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to Sam and Greg. Shout out to Laura or Lola. And then I realized from last week, I realized I don't really know where her name is because it says Lola on the recording, but it says Laura everywhere else. And I'm like, am I calling this girl the wrong name? Every time I say her name. I hope so, because that would be fucked up. Shout out to Jade, my favorite co-host. No shade. You're my other favorite co-host, Donald. I understand. Yeah. Um, I said shout out to Mel. Shout out to the chairman. Cause he ain't the chairman no more. He's still the chairman. No, it's like he's he he passed the baton to you and Jeremy. Oh, it's, is Jeremy the new chairman? It's 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 it's, 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 it's not starting. Now? It's not starting. Oh it's God. it's not starting until the beginning of next month. So he's still the chairman. Oh my God! But next month is Jeremy Shane McMahon. Are you Stephanie McMahon? Have I had it wrong this whole time, Donald? <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, shout out to him either way. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Courtney for um, inviting me on our road trip to Philly to see Ruth's Picnic. Shout out to Ruth's Picnic, even though that bitch got rained out like shit, like torrential rains, like flooding. Like I didn't see no two chains. I didn't see no brandy. I didn't see no Ruth's, but that's okay. It's not your fault. Mother Nature had other plans. Shout out to y'all anyway. Yeah, that's it. All right. Oh, wait. And shout out to the Capitals. Who's a winner? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Sam and Greg for joining us tonight. Give a shout out to my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jone. Give a shout out to uh, the chairman still, Mr. Classic Materia. G- give a <laughs> shout out to everybody here on the CSPN, all the people who put in all the hard work to provide the content each and every week throughout all the podcasts and all the shows. I'd like to give a big shout out to the ladies night co-host, Miss Jade to the max and the special guest, Miss Laura Singh. 
great, great show, ladies. Lots of entertainment as always. Lots of laughs, lots of shade. I enjoyed myself in the production booth. Uh, give a shout out to everybody who was in the Raw cast and SmackDown Matters and NXT cast this week. Share the hashtag, share the hashtags, retweet the hashtags. Let your friends know about him that we are talking wrestling over here at the WrestleCast. Share comments with color. And um, I think that's it. Didi, did you happen to uh, peep in on any pop this 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 Thursday? Pop impact. No, 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 no. Drag Race came back on, so I didn't see it. Uh, okay. I saw it last week. Yeah, but... yeah. I remember you you were yeah. making some. You were telling me about that, yeah, that you didn't know what was going on pre-show. So I just wanted to know if you maybe had kind of went by Very weird. I don't don't think I've recovered from the the dead bride angle. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, Carl Anderson said he has a hot Asian wife. Like, does he mean her? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, this has been for, excuse me, my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. For our Rawcast correspondent, Ms. Samuel Kalunga. For our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime. I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 188 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. <laughs> I read all the things that you're saying about me. I know how you really feel. And listen, you are one of the greatest performers in the world today. One of the biggest stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But to me, you mean as much. As this turtle. And just like this little turtle hit his head when Chris Jericho came and stood before him. Same thing you're gonna do, and all your stupid fans are gonna do. Naito, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna take your Intercontinental Championship from you. Not because you want it. You don't want it. You're too tranquilo. I'm not tranquilo. I'm fucking crazy. I'm gonna show you just how crazy I can be at Dominion on June 9th. I've been waiting for six months to get my hands on your filthy, stupid head. Yeah, Lasingo Nablis de Japan. Kiss my fucking ass. Naito, I'm going to take the Intercontinental Championship from you, add it to my collection, 10-time Intercontinental Champion. You say that you're superior to me in every way other than name recognition? Hey, man, like I said, you're great. You're beyond great. You're the best New Japan has to offer. But I've seen pieces of shit like you come and go year after year after year. And guess what? Chris Jericho is still here. The Alpha is still here. That's why I came to New Japan, to fuck you up. Mr. Main Event, (laughs) you have no idea what it takes to be in the main event. You have no idea what it is to be the main event. Well, Naito, congratulations. You got your wish. You're going to be the most popular star in the world now. And you're going to be known as the man that Chris Jericho made famous. Because I'm going to make you famous, Naito. I want to beat your fucking ass at Dominion. Take the Intercontinental Championship away from you away from those filthy animals in Japan and take it back to the United States where it belongs. You understand me, Naito? Huh? You understand me? Be careful what you wish for, Junior, because it's going to come true. See you on June 9th at Dominion. Fuck face.